Hi, this is Kevin Moan from Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. You might know me from six months of copyright infringement these assholes have been pulling on me. You should support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash terminus underscore media so they can pay all the fucking damages they owe me. And while you're at it, go ahead and download my EP from 2014 at kevinmoanandthereptiles.bandcap.com. Thanks. Atari 2600 game E.T. Not the worst video game ever made. It was one person. He had three weeks. I, I, give him some credit. Uh, Superman 64. Worst game ever made. I don't give a shit. Uh, E.T. was not the worst. The, uh, I don't care. Like, fuck anyone who wants to say otherwise. Uh, oh, okay. Fucking burning that shit. Like, that's a work of art for one person. Fuck you guys. Oh. All right. It caused the video game crash of 1983 or whatever. Fuck you. Superman 64, worst game ever. Don't care. And my name's Jeremy. And, and this is the Terminus podcast. Um, I don't know where that came from. We weren't talking about video games before this, but... I just want you to know. All right. Now we know this, this thing that Jeremy is very upset about. I am. I'm very upset about this because Wouldn't you're basically he? saying, fuck this guy. Fuck everything that he did. He was, he was under pressure. He was given three weeks to make a game. And they, it was Steven Spielberg fucking comes and be like, hey, make me a game. And then he's like, I, I, don't, I don't, okay. And he, he had till Christmas, dude. Like Christmas. So... I guess my question is now, is that actually the worst? Like, is, is Superman 64 the worst game now? Yes. Because there are worse games out there. No. There are worse games. No. And to, uh, have Superman you, 64. Have you seen Life of Black Tiger? Yes. That's a bad game. It is and a bad Sony game. And Sony is promoting it. It is a very bad game. Superman 64 is still the worst game ever. I, all right. You know what? That's, that is an argument for another time. But uh, tonight, we have a very, very, very special guest in the studio. Not really. He's, he's, uh, he's the person who does... Is it Jason? Yes. 
the FBI let him go? Yeah. Oh, my God. Should we be scared? Did we pat him down? Well, he's not in the studio. He's in a holding facility that I rented for the day. Good, good. So no bombs, no... Well, if there are, it'll be off-site. It won't be here. Good. Just as long as we're safe. I just Just, don't... I don't want to watch you die is all. No, I'm I'm insane. That's like my biggest fear. The problem is I can't die. I've actually been living this day for the last 37 years, much like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Tonight we have Kevin Moan from Kevin Moan the Reptiles. He's a pretty cool guy. He came to collect. He did. I don't know if y'all heard the fucking intro, but he's ready. He's, he he's like very upset. He's like, hey, guys, uh, you will fucking pay me. Yeah. And it st- turns we out, still haven't paid him. Turns out he wants $38,000. Yeah. Per episode. Yeah. We've done 25 episodes. We are you broke. You do the math. We are fucking broke. Well, but if I we guess, weren't broke before, we are now. I mean, we can always do our own porno, I guess. We could be cam girls. Oh, man. Oh, I don't have the I don't have the disposition to be a cam girl. Oh. This is the this is the 25th episode. We did it. Oh, it. Yeah. 2018 is on a really great track so far for us, specifically us. The rest of the world is a garbage fire. Yeah. Did you fucking hear about that YouTuber who filmed the dead body? In oh, yeah. Logan Paul, fuck him. Forest. Yeah. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, fuck them both. Fuck their entire shit. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck. I, 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 I'm just, look. Okay, <laughs> Jeremy's me, about me, to I, I just want to say something real quick. <laughs> look, it's, it's fucked up the circumstances that this happened, but I can't even tell you how happy I was to find out that this happened. The reason being is this. Both of those individuals are absolute fucking cancer of people. Oh, no. And they're they human horrible fucking content. They're human rectal failure. Oh, absolutely. Like, they are fucking terrible. No respect for their surroundings. No respect for individual people. No respect for personal property. Fuck everything. I am happy that... Uh, there's that consequences to uh, this. The, yeah, exactly. I'm happy that he did something that finally made people open their fucking eyes and realize what a piece of shit Logan Paul is. And that, that makes me beyond happy. I'm just, I'm sad for the circumstances. I'm sad that it took a person killing himself to make the world see that. But I am happy that he was stupid enough to film this. It's it's not even that it took someone to kill themselves. Because, I mean, here's the thing. That kid, that person's family, didn't have any desire to be in the public eye. The reason you go to Aokigahara Forest is to die in solitude. Yeah. Because you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to be in the spotlight. Like, this well, would, not, not this is mention, horrible. Not to mention the fact that the Japanese have a high regard for those who pass. And yeah. so, like, the, the what is it, the Akigara? Aokigahara. Aokigahara. I've never been able to pronounce that. But there the, you go. The suicide force is what I will call it um, in, in the Western term. Um that place is is held with high respect. Well, it, it's, it's not, a sacred ground. It's not even that. It's it's your. There are things around seeing dead bodies, like because the they cremate their dead because there's no space. Yeah, and so to see it, it's 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 a very serious thing. It's not even like a like a like it's not even a special thing. It's just a very very serious thing that has to be treated with the utmost like sort of dead grave responsibility. Right. Um, but my shit is not necessarily that they saw a dead body because they went to the Aokigahara forest for fuck's sake. Yeah. My thing is they were filming it all. This was the third day 
or, no, and I did uh, filming at all. I should say, not filming yeah. it all, because I, I think my words sounded weird there. But this was like their third day in Japan. They had already fucked. Like they they had already been disrespectful to. Uh, people in a Shinto shrine. Right. They got kicked out of a fucking Buddhist shrine for fuck's sake. You, it's hard to do that. Right. You know they they had already filmed themselves being fucking stupid in the rest of Japan at this point. Yeah. So we knew that they were going to do something just beyond the fucking pale. You know, at any point, and well, and, they did, and they filmed it. And they kept filming, and they fucking edited it, and they put it on. They put it on YouTube. Yeah. Logan Paul is not one person in a booth. He's no. not. He's not our fucking toe rag transaction here. Right. Logan Paul has editors. He has publicists. He has millions of dollars. Yeah. And hundreds of thousands of which goes into publishing yeah. his shit every day. No one on his team, not even like some tired, stressed out publicist turned to him and said, hey, Logie, this is not a good deal. Yeah. This is a bad idea. You shouldn't put this up on the fucking internets. Yeah. I, I don't know. So there's a couple I don't know. of things. He's a fuck, like, if, if, does everyone who fucking works for him uh, just all yes act men. as a sycophant for him? They're yes, man. I mean. I fucking hate it. Yeah, fuck him. I fucking uh, hate it. There, there are a couple of things I do want to say. Um, I did see the video. I, I, I did see oh, it. Oh, no, I watched the whole fucking thing. Uh, I posted I, about it on Twitter. Yeah. Breaking that shit apart piece by fucking piece. This yeah. guy goes in the forest. First of all, he's fucked up out of his mind. He's a guy who films his videos for children, yep. and he is on some class A drugs. Like uh, he's on he's on some fucking like poppers or fucking like he is on something. See, and I I mean I, I can't really comment on that personally. I only saw like the that three minutes, and so I didn't watch the entire thing. I, I cannot stand I, I can't I can't deal with it like no, I, no, that's, I just that's can't fine. like the three I, months listen three I minutes watched that it. I watched was enough I watched the whole fucking thing and I can tell you right now you're better off without it oh I've got you're no better doubt off about without that. that in your brain there, there were there were a couple of things that really bothered me the the way that he was able to joke about it they got close up of the guy's hands like look I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here right now Logan Paul and his his group of Idiots weren't the first YouTubers to go into the suicide forest and film. However, the big problem is I don't have an issue with filming in the forest itself. In fact, if I if I went there's, to there's the, a Vice documentary that follows a geologist around who is also like a guy. He's an environmental protection right uh, agent, and he basically just walks around Alkigahara fucking looking for people who are in the process. Yeah. Of committing suicide and he tries to dissuade them. Right. And it's a really well done do- documentary. There is still some graphic shit in there. And, yeah. you know, but it that's is, context. It's 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 context. taken seriously. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's not. So, right. It's not a fucking goof for a children's performer. Exactly. And like for me, if I went into the forest, yeah, his, his fucking audience yeah. ranges from age six to 15. Right. Our audience is like 20 to fucking 35. Yeah. Well, my thing is, like, if I went through the forest, yeah, I would film. But the minute you see a dead person is the moment shit gets very real and you turn that shit off. Like, you you handle this in a manner in which you are 
officially being respectful, regardless of your panic, like everyone's going to have like a different way that they're going to react to seeing a freshly dead person. I've been there, done that. I know it's, 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 it's awkward. It's, it's hard. It's very difficult to, I, I, I lived in an apartment complex. Um, it, it, there, there was a guy, he had overdosed and died, um, fell into kind of a Creek thing, broke his neck and died. Um, he had been there for a little bit. Um, there were people there that were trying to take pictures and keep in mind, this is only maybe 12 steps out of my apartment right. that this has happened. Like this guy is like laying on the sidewalk dead Absolutely. and like areas taped off with, with uh, uh, police tape. They're not letting people go past a certain point and people are trying to take pictures. Cops are basically like, Hey, put your phone away. This, we can't make you not be here. We can't make you not look, but please just, for the love of God, be respectful. And so, yeah, I mean, I was there, but it was, it, for me, it was more of these, one of these situations where like everyone else is treating it like a spectacle. And for me, I felt like he needed someone who wasn't an official to be there and show him honor and respect. And that fucked me up. Like it fucked me up bad because I was like hanging on to this idea that, man, I hope his last moments were good. You know, I hope he had a good morning. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he didn't have like any big plans. I hope, you know, just, just all these things, you know, come to mind whenever you're dealing with that. And I don't, I don't know this person. And I, so I just don't understand how he can, I guess, be the jackass that he is around someone who's just recently killed himself. Obviously, there was something that drove him there, and you can crack jokes, and you could do these things, and he plays off, uh, plays it up to the camera, like, "Oh, I'm so mad, I'm so, I'm so upset," and it's just like, just shut the fuck up and turn the camera off. What really pisses me off about this, and it's not even that, he made an apology video. Mm-hmm. That apology video, uh, last I checked, this was as of yesterday has made him over $12,000. Oh, yeah, no, it's fully monetized. I, I, I propositioned him on Twitter. Um, I know he's never going to read it, and it's fine. But if you're truly sorry... Demonetize. All that fucking money that you took, uh, that you made from it, keep it monetized. Like, no, Here's the thing. No. Keep it monetized. Keep the apology monetized. Sure. Okay. Take all the fucking money that you got off of that, put it. Put that money where your fucking mouth is. You want Don- to promote yeah, the suicide donate hotline? To Do- donate to suicide prevention. Donate it all. You have no reason to fucking keep that money. No. If you are truly sorry, number one, you likely wouldn't have monetized the fucking video in the first place, but you're not. You made this video because you knew people were going to fucking watch because you're in the fucking crosshairs. You piece of shit. Fuck you. Logan Paul, fuck you. And Jake Paul, too. Fuck both of you pieces of shit. Go on. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I, it's just like, that was the first day of 2018. Like, go fuck yourself. Everybody just, just fucking fuck off. Uh, the second thing is Donald Trump. Mm, We all love love this one. I love this one. If it's I'm what, read, I, if, if it's what I think it is. I'm going to read in my uh, best serious voice. Okay. Now that Russian collusion, after one year of intense study, has proven to be a total hoax on the American public, the Democrats and their laptops, 
the fake news mainstream media are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Actually, through my, my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. I want you to hold on to that right there. Okay, I, I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna do a voice. I, I am gonna read this specifically for this. <clears throat> Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. That like was not inserted by me. The screenshot. I am looking at the Twitter page right now. I am on the Twitter page. Yeah. And it says, like, really smart. So Crooked Hillary. No, there's more. There's more, bud. Oh, I'm so sorry. Real quick. I have to read the whole thing because it sounds amazing. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard. And as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to (laughs) to president of the United States on my first try. Second try. I think... That would qualify as not smart, but genius, and a very stable genius at that. Oh, look at all those businesses he tanked. The fucking Trump Airlines. Trump Airlines was a disaster. Trump stakes. Uh, well, Trump Airlines was a disaster because there were oh, yeah. planes. There was a plane that went down. Oh, right. Because of the fact that he spent so much money on the interior that he had no money left over to actually keep up with. Oh, you know the actually the fucking the the parts that make it go vroom and and swish. And make it not go, you know, like those things. Yeah, you're really smart, smart man, you baby handed orange motherfucker. Fuck you. So that's another one. So look, okay. a couple of things I want to say about this. I'm like really smart. Oh, my God. So, Becky, did you know? That if you fuck your boyfriend in a hot tub, you won't get pregnant because, like, it'll boil the sperm and stuff. Oh, my God, Heather, that is so genius. I know. I'm, like, really smart and stuff. That is what I heard. That is what I heard, you fucking degenerate fucking asshole piece of shit fucking. Look, if you gave me. Jeremy is actually upset in the studio. If you gave me the ability to just put. Some people on a jet plane and just fly it straight head on into the fucking side of a mountain. Trump is going to fill every fucking seat. Every fucking seat is Trump. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. That's not a threat either. That's a desire to see him smash into a fucking mountain. But I don't know how to fly a plane. Yeah, no, that's that's an inactionable threat. That's not a threat. <laughs> I promise it's not a threat. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. We might we might. Uh, this might be an edited segment. But no, that's it. yeah. That I, orange I just, monstrosity. Like I have, I have shit turds. That smarter look, than yeah, that motherfucker. No, no, I know. It's great. It's fantastic. This is a wonderful world we live in. Everything is good. Everything is pure. Fucking the president is tweeting like a valley girl. It's great. I wish we he would figure out. I wish he would get hell. really curious about what Tide Pods taste like. I mean, it's the first meme of 2018. Tide Pods, the forbidden fruit. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Tide Pods, nature's forbidden snack. <laughs> oh no! Um, oh, this all this just followed the fucking 
Logan, Logan Paul. Paul conversation. God damn it. Everyone's horrible. Listen. Oh, this is the worst intro we've ever done. No, this is the best intro we've ever done. Fuck it. We're keeping all of oh this. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so. We're going to end up on so many watch lists. I'll, I know what to edit. <laughs> Fuck, man. Come on. I'm making that very clear. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, the uh, yeah, this it's just it's been a it's been a week. Um, on top of that, some like gossip guy, gossip journalist, re- fucking wrote a book. Richard Wolf is his name. I want this book, by the or way. Or Michael Wolf or something it's like Michael that. Michael Wolf. Michael and Wolf. And I want this book um, so bad. I look for fire the next and fury. Week. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's basically just it's it's bonkers. It's a fucking. I am looking forward to next week. This is the no, first. No, it was released today. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god, this is Go like the Barnes first time I think like. I think Bannon actually has a hand in this to one degree or another. Oh, no. He, like, fucking Wolf hosted Bannon at his house for a gossip party. And he recorded the fucking interview. See, and, like, this is the only fucking time I would actually give Bannon, like, a fucking read. No, 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 no. We do not give Bannon any kind of kudos. I'm not giving him kudos. He's a piece of shit. That motherfucker is a turtle and a Nazi. No, absolutely. He is a turtle Nazi. He looks like a fucking turtle. He is a turtle Nazi. Or Nazi turtle. And he he is an awful fucking human being. But what I am saying, though, is I have never, ever... And I can't believe I'm saying this because I would have I would have never in a thousand years imagined myself in a position where I'm interested that I would have found myself interested in anything fucking Bannon had to say. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like it's it, going back to the Valley Girl shit. This is this is the perfect Valley Girl shit. It is. This is high school gossip. It is. We are living in a world in which our our White House the place where the president is, is high school. Yeah. It's at work. It's at home. It's in the White House. It's in the State House. Right. It's fucking everywhere. If you thought high – listen, here's my problem. If you thought that you could ever escape high school, you are now realizing that you're in hell. You're yeah. in hell. You died or something bad happened to you. You're in purgatory and now – Everything is high school. You're yeah. fucking... The world is high school. Yeah. This whole planet is high school. Yeah. Everything. Fucking global warming is happening and people go, oh, it's too cold. Meanwhile, in Massachusetts, the ocean froze. Yeah. Salt water froze. Yeah. Fucking the ocean, like, overflowed. It flooded streets. And then that froze. Yeah. There are cars underwater frozen. Yeah. Remember 2007, day after tomorrow, yeah. where we were all like, oh, this is a this is adorable. This is funny. Where it's like the fucking cyclone comes in and then all the cold air from space comes down, even though space doesn't have air. But it's yeah. just fucking all this like cold air from the stratosphere fucking freezes everything. And we're like, that will never happen because global warming is real and we all know what to do to stop it. And fucking 10... 11 years later, we're sitting here with frozen oceans covering our streets. Right. This is some hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I wish. This shit never happens. Here's the thing. So this is something, like, when we talk about global warming, we think of it like, you know, even if you're really, like, if you understand the concept of global warming to a very you know, high degree. It's something it's, it's hard to conceptualize as this 
overarching problem because we only see weather from day to day, from week to week, from month to month, from year to year. You you see it on a macro we basis. See, we see it. We see it very tiny. Like you, this you is, don't see the micro. This, well, it's macro, micro versus macro. Yeah. Right? Like we see the micro level. We see everything on the fucking. Oh yeah, that's what on I mean, the yeah. miniature. And fucking, I heard this great analogy the other day. We're like frogs, who's wa- like we're in a pot of water. Right. The water is starting to boil. We don't know that it's starting to boil because it's slowly being turned up. Right. And you're you're one frog. I'm another frog. You say, hmm, I think the water might be getting hot. Yeah. And then I say, no, no, no. Did you feel that? It was cold for a second. Yeah. That's what the literal, like, that is the shit that we are dealing with today in this fucking world that we live in. And, and then we die. And then we die. Like the frogs Like the, the frogs explode. That's where we're at. Yeah. Fucking, here's, here's, here's why I can say that. In St. Louis, it got cold. Like, really cold. Yeah. I think below freezing for the first time in a long time. Like, or not below freezing, below zero for the first time in a long right. time. People are saying, oh, oh, what about that global warming, huh? Fucking freezing as fuck outside. The reason why people notice when it gets below freezing now or below zero, I don't know why I keep wanting to say because it's, I think, of zero Celsius. But yeah. below below zero Fahrenheit is because it doesn't fucking happen anymore because the temperature on average has increased so much that it never gets below zero in, yeah. the co- in the contiguous United States, except if you go way up fucking north. Yeah. And so we're sitting here in Oklahoma and St. Louis and fucking... Sweating our balls off Kansas, on Christmas. Sweating our balls off on Christmas, then turning right around and freezing those balls because it got fucking below... It, it got to like eight degrees. Yeah. It got to like eight fucking degrees. Which, by the way, keep in mind, here in Oklahoma, during the winter, I'd say maybe a decade ago, it yeah. was like every day. Yeah, every fucking day. And 20 years ago, every fucking day in the winter. Yeah. And now we're having shit like this literally called a bomb cyclone. That's the name of the weather event that fucking the East Coast is experiencing right now. Yeah. A bomb cyclone. It's, according to my watch right now, it is 50 degrees. Right. It's 50 degrees. And on the East Coast, the oceans are freezing. Right. I need to make that point very clear. The oceans are freezing, Jeremy. Yeah. This is some Alex Jones shit if I ever heard it. I don't know that it's Alex Jones because no, it Alex be. Jones... it's not now. Alex Jones would have said that the, 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 the water, the oceans are freezing, but it's because God is mad at the gay frogs. Yeah, you're fucking right. But anyway, like... This is just where my brain's been at for the last fucking No, I, I totally understand because, I mean, in all honesty, like, I, it's not even just this that I look at. I, I look at the fucking polar bears that are fucking oh. officially, like, starving to death. The, yeah. Scavenging through fucking landfills and shit. Our, our polar ice caps yeah. have melted no, it's just entirely. Like, we're, we're, we're on the verge of, like, completely losing entire species we're, of we're animals on the verge due to of, this. We're, we're on the verge of global ecosystemic collapse. Yeah. But, but remember... This is normal. This is normal. And, and, and it's normal to those who, who want to keep feeding into this idea that, that, that big oil and big industry aren't actually at fault. But it's not 
because they have their blinders on because they're actually making some sort of profit from this. And I know people who actually fit that demographic perfectly. Oh, no, I know them personally. Um, Those are really the ones that will sit there and parade around this idea. Well, it's a Chinese made idea that this is going on. It's all a lie. It's all fake news, blah, blah, blah. I know a man who works in fracking, and he literally said this. And I, I sat here and pointed out where we you have all these fucking earthquakes and shit. Um, with him having uh, giving me this this explanation, fracking is like having a flea on a dog's back. Yeah, and I sat there and said yes, except for the fact that that. That flea is causing the fucking dog to tremble to the degree that it's destroying things. Well, the dog's got to scratch it off, right? And I was like, you don't, you don't see anything wrong here. Whenever you say the dog's trying to scratch it off, that's not hilarious. That that is exactly like the frog analogy. Uh, analogy. That's literally the same fucking thing. You just thing. proved my point without realizing That's you proved amazing. my fucking point, That's you amazing. piece of shit. I love this. God damn it. We, we can't talk about this I'm anymore. I'm not even saying, like, I'm not saying kill yourself. I'm just saying learn to tie the fucking noose already. God damn it. Fuck you, people. Like, you, you make human life suck. You make living on this planet fucking suck. You, you take away all the beauty of the surroundings of, of the earth, man. All the fucking beautiful animals and shit like human human beings like for the most part hit or miss, you know, but then you've got the animals that only know instinct and only know how to survive on the world around them. They can't adapt otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can adapt to natural processes. They can't adapt to exactly to sudden changes. Exactly. You it, you wipe out entirely. It's it, it just it, it kills me. We're, we're on the road to. Fucking, I'm not a primitivist. I have to say this before I, I go down this current path because it's going to sound very primitivist. If anything, I I am ready for space. I'm ready for fucking space. Let's go. I'm ready for us to be in space. Can we to take be on the polar bears with us? Yes, but like to just to be in space to to have all the shit in space. Like I'm I'm. Let's do this shit today. Let's go. However we need to, but. We're we're heading for an ecological collapse, and it's it's going to destroy things. It's going to destroy civilization sooner than later. And I I mean, when you have when you have shit like this that is proving the point of everyone who said for fucking decades that global warming, global climate change. The things that we are <clears throat> doing to the planet are har- are harming us. They're harming us. This is not. This is not like I don't even want to take like an uh, a non anthropocentric uh, view here. This is hurting us as much as it's hurting the polar bears. As much as it's hurting smaller species. Right. It, it's hurting people in countries in the third world. You know, it's especially hurting coastal communities. Oh, absolutely. Where people can't fucking afford to to move. Right. It's hurting riverside communities. It's hurting fucking crops. It's hurting. It's hurting agriculture in general. 
you know, and, and let's not even fucking like get into factory farming and agribusiness because that's another fucking tangent I can go down for another 24 hours. Right. But all of the shit that we're doing to the planet, global warming, fucking running all of our fossil fuel resources all the fucking time, it's going to kill us. Yeah. It's going to kill us. It's going to kill everything that we ever love. Like, if, you, if you're if you pro-capitalism, if you're pro-fucking the free market and all this shit, you should be one of the first people out on the front lines fucking virulently calling for an end to fossil fuel usage, to an end to practices that promote global warming. And I say this because this shit is going to be bad for your business. It's not a situation where you're going to be spared. Nobody is going to be spared. Fucking nobody. Nobody gets a pass. There's not a gate or a ticket to heaven here. We're not fucking Jehovah's Witnesses that are somehow going to ascend past our reckoning. Right. When the floods finally come, we're fucked. Yeah. We're all going. We're all going. There's no ark to save us. So here's the thing, like, and, and... You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll that cut got over. real fucking biblical. No. I don't even know where that came from. I'm we're, a fucking atheist. We're we're go- yeah. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna go over to Kevin Moan uh, here in just a moment. But before we do, um, I'm I'm with you. Um, if you are a capitalist, absolutely, you should be standing on the on the sidelines. You should do everything that you can to, to protect your business, protect your finances, and uh, pr- protect your your. Uh, well, oh, fuck, I, it, it doesn't even matter. The, in, in the end. Protect you need protect your planet or protect your neck. You you need to remember that number one, I am so fucking sick of being wrapped up in your 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 self um realized fucking prophecy. Like I, I don't want the end of the world. I don't I, I don't want this 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 Jesus coming back and taking us all home, babies, and and, and fuck that. And fuck you if that's what you want to believe. Because the reality is this this end of the world, this rapture, this bullshit, it's being brought on by you. It's not the fucking sky daddy. It's not anyone else. It, it's it's all you. You're going to fucking kill us all, you piece of shit. And better remember, and please do remember, all those pretty fucking things that you bought with all that fucking money that you 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 gained off of the fucking backs of those who are who are fucking going to die in the midst of all this shit. That money's not shit that you can fucking take with you to your fucking heaven. That that money's not going to buy your way into God's fucking glory. Fuck you. All right. Welcome to the show. And uh, we've got a very special guest with us uh, remoting in from his luxurious palatial studio in Southern California. Where all that's of northern the... Ca- that's Northern California, buddy. Do what? Northern California. Oh, shit. God, I'm do your sorry. fucking research, you piece of shit. I'm fucking... <laughs> I, I have fucked up. I have fucked up now. No, but it is... <laughs> Way uh, to research. Where, where are you at in, in Northern California? I'm up in the Bay Area. Okay, okay. So, from his palatial... Actually very small, because there is no more space in the Bay Area music <laughs> studio in... In the Bay Area out in California, uh, we have yep. Kevin Moan from Kevin Moan the Reptiles fame. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Kevin. Thank you. So before we begin, uh, because we didn't already do this, 
No, this never happened. No, the, this is this is first take. No mistakes. This is this is. We haven't brush. been spending the last forty-five minutes to an hour fucking tearing our hair out. Nope, nope, that never this happened. This is totally never, off so, the cuff. Never fucking happened. Hey, did I tell you about the time that I creeped uh, uh, Kevin out? No, absolutely not. You never told me that story, Kevin. Ever. Kevin, do you remember when I creeped you out? Yeah, vaguely. How did how did I how did I creep you out, Kevin? Well, other than just your general appearance, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you knew who I was without before meeting me from a band that I was in that literally did nothing except posted a couple of YouTube videos that five people saw, and me, my mom, the other guy in the band. And the other guy in the band's mom watched, and the fifth person was Jeremy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love that. So yeah, I was a little creeped out. <laughs> I, I love that. So so basically, I was like, "Hey, I think you look familiar." Basically, sounds like oh, you look familiar, boy. What are you doing here? Yeah. Boy, I like the shape of your mouth. Immediately, immediately after he got red faced, uh, turned around, and disappeared for about five minutes, <laughs> and then I felt like an asshole for a little while. It was a good, good time. That then we left like Silo time. later. There was a lot of poop. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a normal oh, experience yeah. if you watch Silo. Yeah, just lots, lots of shit. Yeah. So, Kevin, um, what is it that you do musically at the moment? Uh, not much right now. Um, I was, uh, I was playing bass in the Atom Age for the last three years and, uh, I decided to leave after finishing, um, the last album we did and the upcoming or the, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the forthcoming album that's going to be coming out, um, this year, um, that was recorded, uh, back in August. Oh, right on, right on. Um, so, what what kind of led you to decide, or led you to decide that that just wasn't something you wanted to do anymore? Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, the Adam Age is a is a very busy band, and um, you know, they're they tour a lot, and they got a lot of stuff going on, and it's all really great stuff. But um, and that's awesome, and that's what I wanted, you know, for you know the last three years. Um, but I just reached a point in my life where I couldn't uh, make that commitment anymore. Right. Um, you know, we all have, you know, we're all, you know, living our own lives. And um, and it was awesome. I mean, I, I can tell you that I, I learned probably more about playing music in three years with the Adam Age than I did, you know, of everything else I did in my life. Um, I think in those three years, I played like, at least 300 shows, um, seven countries, um, two year, you know, two European tours, four or five U S tours. I mean, and then, uh, you know, we did the record, uh, a guy named Dave Schiffman produced that record, uh, that we did back in August. And I mean, he, uh, you know, he's a Grammy winning producer, uh, worked exclusively with Rick, with Rick Rubin for like 11 years. Oh shit. Did, uh, yeah, did did he actually engineered the uh, the record that uh, Johnny Cash's record that he did with Rick Rubin? Did Adele's? Oh. I mean, he just did a bunch of stuff. I mean, you name it, he'd worked with everybody. Oh, I'm so, hard now. That's I'm straight so up hard. I don't even care. I'm 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 throbbing. Keep going. <laughs> so uh, 
so yeah, did that record with him. And I mean, you know, got to, got to experience that, you know, he came down uh, or he came up, I mean, he came up from LA to, uh, to Ryan, the, uh, the singer of Adam age, Ryan Paris, um, to a district recorders who's, which is Ryan's, uh, uh, recording studio. Um, cause Ryan's an audio engineer and Dave Schiffman came up and, uh, we did, he did 10 days with us and, um, and we did the, we did the record in 10 days and, so for me, you know, that was that was like my, you know, that was three years of of work basically. Of you know, I was like, okay, now I did the record, and I just felt like, okay, like it, like I, I have something to show for what I've done, and um, you know, now's a good time to to move on. So that's that's kind of why I did that. Yeah, uh, and that makes sense. Uh, if I'm not if I'm not misunderstanding, like you're 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 pretty close to your family and all that stuff, so it's got to be kind of hard being away from everyone for that amount of time, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's not so much the the time. I mean, I I love. Let me tell you, I didn't I didn't I definitely didn't leave the Adam Age because I didn't like the band and and I didn't like touring. Oh, they're really um, great I, guys. I love touring and I can't wait to get back out on the road. I mean, I'd be out. <laughs> I'd be out on the road right now um, if I could. I would, um, but it's just you know I just I have other things that I have to do. I mean both both musically and non musically as well. Right, oh, yeah. right. So let's kind of go back then. Um, I, I understand that you kind of started picking up music whenever you're around eight. Was that correct? Uh, yeah, my well, I just I just kind of say that because. My dad uh, bought me my first uh, electric guitar. I think when I was like when I I was I must have been about eight, right? Um, and I and I started taking like guitar lessons and stuff like that. But you know, I didn't I didn't really uh, take it super seriously. I mean, I don't know how many eight year olds are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're more taking concerned with seri- feeding dirt taking and throwing seriously, rocks at cars. But I sure wasn't. So yeah, yeah. Um, so at what age were you actually actively forming bands and making music and all that good stuff? Uh, well, the age when I really, so, you know, like about 14, 15 is when I was getting really like, you know, that's like high school, like getting, that's when I was like really getting like, not necessarily getting into playing music, but just getting into music, you know? And I think most people obviously at that age, that's, you know, you, that's when everybody's really into music. Um, but I didn't really um, start forming bands and, and trying to, you know, put out music and do that whole thing until uh, until I was 21, actually, is when I kind of, 20, 21-ish um, is when I was first getting into bands and stuff. So was was your first project, Them Rude Boys, was that your very first or was that just the first that you kind of uh, took public? Yeah, that was the first one that I that I made to public. I had some other bands before that. I had a, we had one band. Uh, we were called Wolf Ass. That sounds straight up <laughs> black metal, man. Like I don't. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we we never like played a show. I mean, we, you know, but we had some recordings and stuff like that. And uh, I had, but yeah, basically, them Rude Boys was like the first you know, I would say actual band that, that I put out to the public and everything like that, put out records and, uh, you know, got, got played around and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
So at what point did you go from doing them rude boys over to um, the the smash uh, hit band uh, Kevin Moan and the Reptiles? I think you guys won like six or seven Grammys. Is that right? Yeah, we were up for a few. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta check. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys were on some now. That's what I call music compilations, and you were featured in a porno. Um, Veggie Tales, Ten Holes, Black Holes. Highly recommend that one. That that was that was a fantastic film. But um, like, what was the transition from the ska band over to more this kind of garage rock um, slash punk rock kind of? Even like semi hardcore sound that you had. By the way, you sound a lot like Davy Havoc, like back in the day on that uh, on that EP. By the way, I just wanted you to know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, people have told me that. Um, well, you know, I, <laughs> it's glossed over. Uh, yeah, I was. I you know I I wasn't even really that into ska. I don't even know why I like I started a ska band, like a punk ska band. I was never really into that kind of music and. You know, it, it was just it was just silly. You know, was, the band was called Them Rude Boys. I mean, it's just it's kind of a silly uh, band, and I knew it was, and I just wanted to do something. I just I was like, okay, it's time to to move on to the next thing. So uh, yeah, I, I uh, started Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. So who made up Kevin Moan and the Reptiles exactly? Because like I know for a long time I was under the assumption that it was just you playing all the instruments and being lonely. Yeah. <laughs> um so I how did I come up with the the name or I, no, just the the overall like how many active members did you have in that project? We really didn't have many. Um, there was basically just me and the drummer Addison, um, who uh, who lives in the Bay Area as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I just started putting out Craigslist ads looking for drummers, and uh, I found him through Craigslist ad, and he came down, and we jammed, and just started writing some songs. And uh, he he originally, you know, I was. I was like, oh, you know, we got to think of a band name. And he was like, well, why does, you know, why does it just be, be your name since, you know, you're the guy who's singing and writing the songs. And I was just like, oh, I, no, I don't want to do that. That's, I don't want to just be my name. Like I was all, it's, but then I thought, okay, what if it's like Kevin Moan and the whatever. And so I just wanted to, I don't fucking know. Just, <laughs> you know, the, the idea just comes into your head. You're like, oh, Kevin Moan and the reptiles. And you're like, that sounds cool. <laughs> let's let's go with that. <laughs> so, but but you guys only released that one EP back in 2014. Like, what what kind of led you away from that project? I, I thought it was a really good project personally, um, but what kind of led you from that to kind of where you are now? Uh, well, so I I had that band going, um, and. So our first bass player was a guy, he was, uh, his name was, um, God damn it, the fuck was his name? It's gonna that's a good name. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, no, that's a good but name. But he was from, he was, he, oh, Hugo, Hugo, sorry, sorry, Hugo. Uh, he was from France, and he was like a, he was like a researcher at Stanford, so he's, a, and uh, he was our first bass player. But, you know, he was he was from France, so he had to, like, go back to France because he was only here for a short while. And then that's when we uh, got Bob Heathcote, 
who was one of the bass players of Suicidal Tendencies. Um, and he joined our band, and then that was awesome. He, you know, he lived in the Bay Area, too, but, you know, Bob was, like, 50-something years old, and, you know, he had kids and grandkids, and, you know, he works in, like, tech now. So he wasn't going to tour, and, and at the time, uh, my drummer, Addison, was in college, and, you know, he wasn't really trying to tour, and I was, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to tour, and I was, you know, I was trying to, uh, I was trying to take this shit all the way, and um, I, just, I just couldn't find people that wanted to do that, and so I was, I was getting really frustrated, and, um, you know, I was, I was basically just going to end the band and just try and do something else or keep it. I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I mean, it's, it, gets, it gets really frustrating when you can't find people because, oh, and um, I actually I sent, our, I sent that, uh, that record to a record label and thinking that I wouldn't get any response, and they responded, like, right away. And, they were, and the first question they asked me, they were like, okay, do you guys tour? And I was like, uh, yeah, let me get back to you. And then, you know, I, I talked to my band. I was like, I sent it to this record label and they responded and they were like, oh, like they just weren't excited about it and I couldn't believe it. And, and like, they just didn't want to tour. So I was like, all right, fuck this. Like I, I'm going to end this band. And then one of our last shows, uh, was opening up for the Adam age at this like terrible bar show in this terrible town, uh, called Manteca. And, uh, and I met the guys from the Adam age and, um, they were looking for a bass player and I took, you know, I jumped at the chance to join the Adam age and I knew who the Adam age were. I was a big fan of them oh, yeah, for a while cause they were, they were band. in the local scene. So no, they're, they are such a good band too. And, yeah. and I, yeah. I do remember it was kind of a, kind of a drastic change because I remember the previous, uh, uh, bassist, I knew him as well. Um, and the meeting you, it's like nine day, you know? Yeah. Like, especially personality wise, you know? Um, so now that you're out of the Adam age, um, what, what are, what are your main focuses right now? What, what are your main goals? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just, I am, I'm, I'm at a point in my life, you know, I'm 29 now and, um, I, I didn't, I didn't think I'd be playing music this long. I, I mean, I, I thought for sure by now, I, I thought I would have been tired of it by now, honestly, because it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. And, you know, but I think if you're the type of person, it's not really something that is, it's, I just do it. Like, I don't really, it's not something I can even control. Like I just, I do it without thinking about it. I'm just, I'm just drawn to doing it. So I've kind of, um, realize that I'm, I'm probably, <laughs> probably not going to be stopping anytime soon. Um, even if I wanted to, and, uh, I'm just in a good position in my life right now. I'm, I, I feel great. I'm, I feel, um, I'm kind of like old enough to have some experience, but, but young enough to where, you know, I've, I've still got a lot of energy and, uh, enthusiasm and, um, I still feel like I'm scratching the surface and, um, and I kind of feel like I'm in the prime of my, you know, like I'm, I'm never going to be more capable than I am now. So I, I, I kind of want to take advantage of that and kind of see where that can go. So, yeah. 
No, absolutely. Um, actually, there there is something that I did want to bring up. I, I don't know if you actively listen to our show or not. I don't blame you if not. Yeah, I, you, I don't, don't even listen to, to our it's show. Fine. We're terrible. It's <laughs> fine. Um, but one thing that you did bring up earlier, and uh, I know that you and I have had this conversation before. Um, in the past, we, we had some episodes kind of covering you know, mental health and addiction and things like that. And I, I remember you actually brought up your struggle with your own addictions. Yeah. Um, when did that start and what is it that kind of led you, uh, down the path of sobriety in the end and how long have you been sober? Uh, so I, I, my, I grew up in an, uh, a drug and alcohol addicted household. Um, you know, there was, things were pretty chaotic when I was younger. Um, I, I actually have a great family and I, and I love my family very much. I'm very, very lucky. And, you know, we've, the family's healed since then, um, amazingly. And, and I actually have a really great relationship with both my mom and my dad, and my whole family. But when I was really young, it was, it was really bad and, and really chaotic. And, uh, my parents went through like a, a, a really nasty divorce and, um, kind of, kind of tore us apart. Um, and you know, we, we had, you know, I, I'd suffered from depression and, um, you know, a lot of that instability when you're young, it, it messes with you. And, um, so obviously I, I found drugs and, uh, got into drugs and that was just something that, uh, that was kind of my life. I, I, I was really into music, but, um, I just had this thing, you know, I had, I had drugs that were, that were kind of holding me back, you know, like I knew, um, I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't all that I could be. Um, but I had this, this thing, um, that was holding me back. And by the time I was in my late teens, like 18, 19, 20, I was like in a full blown addiction all through high school. I did, I was, um, doing heavy drugs and stuff like that. Um, getting into the powders and all that kind of stuff. And then I first tried Oxycontin when I was about, about, I think I was about 18 and that's when Oxycontin was really, uh, hitting and, and coming out. That was what, that was about 2006. And, uh, so got into that and, um, did it on and off for a few years. And then for about six months, uh, I went on a run with Oxycontin and then, uh, finally ended up in treatment. And luckily at that point, um, I had family members who had been through sobriety and, uh, had been through recovery. Um, and they, you know, they, they helped me out and, and I made a decision to, uh, to stop. And, um, and, and, and so then that's really what got me into music. Cause, cause then I had all this time on my hands and, you know, I, I felt like I had a, a, a basically like a second chance, and so I decided I was going to do what I always wanted to do, which was to be in a band and to tour and to, you know, uh, you know, go to Europe and, and in a fucking rock and roll band. So, so that's what I started doing. And that was my, uh, my clean date is, uh, March 3rd, 2010. Oh, beautiful. Um, congratulations. So, man. I mean, good job. Yeah. That's I mean, I, fantastic. so yeah, I mean, I, I'll be, I mean, I, I, I do smoke a little bit of weed now. And it's <laughs> fine. But uh not not even a part of the same conversation. Yeah, like Yeah, yeah. No, that's like you, know, you, you know what's funny juice. is that is I just started like about maybe like about a year ago. So um and uh yeah, it's it's when you 
I mean, this is this is like a whole other conversation, but because um, this is something I thought about a lot, and you know, like how we differentiate drugs and stuff like that. But I mean, no, I, I view I view uh, cannabis as medicine. Oh, absolutely. So. I yeah. agree with that. I, I'm, I, I personally, I, I don't know if you have, you and I have had this discussion, but me personally, I'm alive because of it. I don't smoke now. Um, but I know for a fact that I am alive because of it now, uh, due to an eating disorder that I had. Um, yeah. so I 100% agree with that. If it weren't for that, you and I likely wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's an amazing. Uh, you know, I'm 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 all about you know being healthy and taking care of myself, um, and it's it's. I mean, it, you know, it it does have some, you know, negative consequences, but I mean, it's pretty minimal. I mean, there's almost none, and uh, you know, I I I put it in the same category as like coffee. You know, I mean, I think of it in the same way. You know, it's 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 very much a a, a health supplement, and it, you know, it's it's awesome. So I love it. No, I I agree. I, I agree. Um, yeah, that's totally fair. Like we we're you have to remember we're in Oklahoma where it's like if you if you get caught in a twenty five mile radius of pot, you go to jail for like twenty five years. So like I know. It's <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's, real talk. it's fucking. It's so bad. And like I'm straight edge. I don't. I have never done a drug or a alcohol ever. A alcohol yeah. and alcohol. Uh, but you know, it it doesn't make any fucking sense to to keep it criminalized when it locks so many people up. And its intention was to lock minorities and you know political dissidents up. So it's. It makes no fucking sense, and you do what you got to do, man. I mean, if it helps yeah. take the edge off some days and keep you far the fuck away from these harder, worse drugs, like, fucking toke up, man. I don't, who, who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, no. it just actually got fully legalized out there in California, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 recreational. Yeah, full recreational for 21 and older. So. See, see, this is what it looks like whenever people wake the fuck up and they, they stop living in the age of stupidity. It's it's beautiful. California happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know that would be, like, in Oklahoma, that would be, you, you say that, and they'd be like, that's why we don't want it. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's garbage out here. Yeah. No. Cherish it while you can. Jeff Sessions is coming for it. Actually, it kind of reminds me whenever, um, whenever um, Colorado legalized. Yeah. Um, I was watching the news, and Mary Fallon and like all these other people are like freaking the fuck out. Like, oh my god, all these people are going to go to Colorado and buy weed and bring it back. It, then Oklahoma uh, Attorney General and now the fucking EPA director yeah. of the United States. Yeah. Scott Pruitt. Fucking sued Colorado. Yeah, but it was great because like this, this really shows the mentality of Oklahoma. Because in the ticker, it actually said something along the lines of Colorado is next to Oklahoma. Yeah, that's just just in the event that you didn't know that it was just in the ticker. Oklahoma is next to Colorado. Thanks. That was useful. You've you've given us new information. Yeah. Um, but Kevin, what, what kind of information, uh, what, what kind of advice would you give to a person, 
uh, kind of looking for an out whenever it comes to addiction. I, I know that we do have listeners who are suffering, uh, sufferers of uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, things like that. And I, I know that it does haunt them. Um, so me being a person that I know Trevor's not addicted. I, my biggest addiction is caffeine or nicotine. Um, but what kind of uh, advice would you give to someone who's listening right now who's really wanting an out? Um, just, uh, there's hope out there, man, and you can do it. And I love you. And there's people out there that love you too. And, you know, there's, there's another way to live. And no matter how bad things get, uh, you know, no matter how bad things get, they can always get worse. They can always get worse, but they can always get better. And, you know, if you have um, a good analogy I always like to use is like if you imagine like two boats, you know, like riding along the water and, you know, one boat turns slight, you know, and they're, and they're, they're, they're riding same speed parallel to each other. And so they're going in a straight line and one boat turns slightly to one direction. Well, even just a slight fraction of an inch to one side, as that continues, it's going to get further and further and further apart. So, you know, people talk about like getting into like downward spirals, you know, and it's true, you know, you absolutely can get into a downward spiral and things get bad. They keep getting worse and you make worse decisions and, and the decisions keep getting worse, you know, and it's this downward spiral, but you can also get into upward spirals. And so, you know, where you make one good decision and then that leads to a better decision and to a better decision and, and, and up and up and up. But, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that in this country we have such a, a, a bad uh, view on drugs. You know, uh, me personally, I think all drugs should be decriminalized. Um, I think we should, um, you know, use countries like Portugal as an example. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just because it's not, it's not, you're not a, you're, it's, it's a, it's a neuro, it's a, it's a disorder, you know, it's, to the the compulsion to use drugs addictively despite all the negative consequences i mean a normal healthy person doesn't want to do that i mean most people try drugs and most people do drugs throughout their lives and most people at at some point in their life maybe go through a period where you know they they use more than they they ought to or maybe it it um it makes their life unmanageable like you know but but you know, most people get through it and they figure it out and they say, you know what, I got to cut back. I'm drinking too much or I'm smoking too much, you know. Um, but, you know, roughly about 10% of the population, one in 10 people, you know, will, will suffer from, from drug addiction. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate that um, the, the best direction that I can point someone to who's, who's suffering is, is a 12-step program um, because that is what I would recommend to somebody um, is, is, you know, go find a 12 step program, get a sponsor, work the steps. And I say it's unfortunate that that's the best is because I don't think a 12 step program is all that great. Um, it has a lot of flaws. I did a 12 step program and I stopped doing it. Um, but unfortunately in this country, that's kind of the best that I can offer to somebody, um, because it's very, very difficult and you need support and, you're probably not in a good position. You probably don't have very much money and a 12 step program is free and there's other people there who will help you. So 
So, yeah, I mean, just as, like, inspiration, you know, I mean, like, you can do it. I mean, it only takes one change, and um, people have done it before. But as far as, like, the logistical, practical aspect of it, um, go to a 12-step program, get a sponsor, work the steps. So, yeah. No, I dig it. Now, I, you, you brought up a very crucial point, in my opinion. Uh, like I said, this is just honestly kind of parroting um, the mental health episode that we had a, a, a couple of months ago, um, where we were talking about how, um, um, Americans don't really, uh, take into account the importance of mental health. And so for a lot of people, proper services, um, aren't easily accessible. Um, they're, they're just not. And so, yeah, you're right. Like people do have to rely on, on, uh, the cheaper, i.e. free options of something like uh, uh, AA, NA. And, and in this conversation, I have no no interest in debating the relevance of those programs um, because I know for some it does good. Um, and I know that they do exist for good purposes. Um, so I would I would have to agree, um, you know, just just trying to find somebody to talk to. I mean, that that's already step one right there. You know, find someone to talk to, admit that you have the addiction and admit that you need help. There, there's your first step. Um, just being able to walk through the doors, you're already making that 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 first step in the direction of cleanliness, you know. Um, so I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good people in the 12 step program. You know, I, I can't uh, I can't say a lot of bad things about it. Um, I just yeah, I mean, it just it's unfortunate that. You know, we, we can't have, uh, you know, we have all these drugs that are, you know, issued as like schedule one drugs, like, you know, like magic mushrooms, for example, which have been shown to, uh, you know, repair, uh, you know, neural pathways in the brain um, and, you know, to help with uh, PTSD and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's still labeled as a schedule one drug, which is, you know, considered no medicinal value which is just absolute bullshit so um well and we'd use yeah, this I mean, on that's that same, another one on that same level too yeah yeah uh, exactly. at one point in time up until it's proven hey you dipshits this actually does something yeah exactly yeah and i mean it, it and you're absolutely right i i mean if, if you look at like even the medications that are prescribed openly um uh they they're often modeled after street drugs as it is you know, like you've got your speed, you've got uh, things that mimic uh, uh, Coke and, and, and crack and um, all these things like they, these things exist on the market right now, you know, but it's just not in the, in the form of pure cocaine or heroin. But you do have your opiates and you have your opioids, which end up leading to uh, in a lot of people uh, addictions to heroin and things like that. I guess um, we are coming to an end. We, we've hit the, well, we're a little over the 30-minute the mark that we're aiming for. But, Kevin, um, before we go, this is your platform. This is your show. Is there anything that you want to say uh, to the lovely listener, uh, our baby birds? Uh, now your <laughs> baby birds. Uh, are there, is there any words of wisdom, advice, or anything that you would like to impart upon them? Uh, no, man, you know, just, just be nice, be, you know, be cool, love each other and, uh, you know, tell the truth and, uh, 
you know, get your fucking act together, clean your room. And uh, if you want to change the world, you got to start with yourself. You got to start by uh, getting your own shit together and then maybe making the world around you just in your own personal area. Just make that better. And then at least that's a start. So, yeah. No, and abs- thank you guys for having me on. Oh, you're so very welcome. And we thank you again for, for having us on. And you heard it from Kevin, um, baby birds, eat your veggies, clean your room, uh, get your shit together. We're all very worried about you and, and we, <laughs> we want you to be, make good grades. We, we know that you are capable of more. So, uh, Kevin, again, thank you so much for, uh, uh, hanging out with us and dealing with this garbage that we call a podcast um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> so where can they pick up your EP? Uh, what is it? Kevin Moan. Uh, I'm so not good at this. Kevin Moan dot bandcamp. It's, it's just it's bandcamp, Kevin, Moan, Kevin the reptiles. <laughs> <dot bandcamp> <laughs> <com>. <laughs> yeah. Ke- oh yeah. No, I got it. Kevin Moan, the reptiles dot bandcamp dot com. How got is it, it out of, the three of us, I'm the only one who ever remembers the website. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Kevin, you did great. <laughs> awesome. Also, Thank pick you. up 10 black holes, one or black, 10 black poles, one white hole. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Are you only the one that can get this shit right? Whatever, man. It's fine. <laughs> At least I know where you could get Kevin Moan's fucking EP, which even apparently Kevin Moan didn't know. So, I mean, he's done other shit, man. He has the excuse of going to Europe like four times. <laughs> Eight times. That's it's no just, excuse. He's just in Europe now. He, part of him is there. Yeah, that is true. I've left part of me in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ashamed you didn't eat the Escar Go. Honestly, yeah. that's that's just that's, that's disappointing. I wanted to talk to you about the texture of Escar Go, and I yeah, couldn't no, even I... relate to you. You you seemed like a classier person that than fucking. European McDonald's. No, I guess not. <laughs> God, you're garbage. Garbage. I kid, of course. That's Trevor. Trevor is the garbage on this podcast. That's very true. I am the garbage on the podcast. But baby birds, again, we thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Terminus Dumpster Fire. My name is Jeremy. I am Trevor. That's Travis. And uh, that's that's Keevan or what? whatever. Kiefer. Kiefer, Kiefer, whatever, over there in friggin' Southern California. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, so there you go. So please do take care of yourselves, take care of one another in the end. We are all we need. Baby birds, we love you so. Good night. Good night, Kevin. Good night. Good night.